Do you feel beautiful? Do you look beautiful? Does one really affect the other? Welcome to Beauty Inside and Out with host Bonnie Bonadeo. In our show, we'll help you uncover your true self and unleash beauty that you never knew existed in order to be at your best, both inside and out. Now, here is your host, Bonnie Bonadeo. Hi, everybody. Welcome to Beauty Inside and Out. Uh, today is just going to be about me, but I want the conversation to also be about you. And this conversation that we're going to do is all about communication. I noticed recently that several of my clients, that when I'm coaching with clients, it always ends up being about miscommunication or fear of communicating. Um, communicating uh, in a way that that is ineffective, but mainly it shows up as a fear of communication. So today's show, we're going to talk about the three C's of communication. So thanks for joining me. Now, I went back and I looked at all of the archives of my show because I thought, you know, what are the shows that seem to get a lot of response? What are the shows that people seem to listen to more than once? What are the shows that are hitting the top of my charts? And I've had a record-breaking year this year uh, for the radio show, so I know you're out there listening. Uh, And what I discovered was it was the shows where I just kind of talked about some of the skill sets that I teach and that I coach on with other clients. So from a speaking, coaching, and training perspective, it seems as though my shows are kind of like peaking to the top. So I appreciate that you love those shows. And today we're going to do one all about communication. Now, I titled it here, The Three C's of Communication. And it definitely is about being effective. But you know what? There's also uh, there's also an opportunity that is a human piece here that says not only do we want to be effective in our communications, and this is whether it's personal or business, but most importantly, the communication we want to be liked. In other words, we don't want to upset somebody. We don't want somebody to not like us. We don't want to have to recover or go into conflict with somebody based on our communications. And it's just really interesting. (laughs) It's just really interesting that for the most part that everything that happens in a communication, this is what my clients do. My clients go like this. They say, I wish I would have said that. And of course, there's that factor that says, Afterwards, we always think about saying the most perfect thing. But the truth is, is that what you say in the most authentic and vulnerable way is always going to be the best thing to say, period. Like we can't try to be too strategic with our communication. We can't try to be too um, analytical with our conversation. And, and, and when we're talking about business, we cannot be too policy driven with our communication. And so I really, I really want you to think about the style of communication that you currently have right now. And what is the impact that it has on other people? Are you always like, they never listen to me? Or maybe you're in a, a, a job Uh, position and they say, it seems like they never communicate to me or I never get any raises. Um, You might be in a personal relationship and feel as though the relationship is faltering. Um, We don't go out anymore. We don't talk anymore. Nothing's worse than going into a restaurant and seeing couples not saying a word to each other, not communicating whatsoever. And a lot of times they're on their phones. And And I know that it's one of the it's one of those difficult things to try to muster up, which is put your phone down. When you're at the dinner table, put your phone down and really be present with the other people or the other uh, participants, the other family members or friends that you're having the conversation with. But inevitably, we think about something. We want to like look it up and we go onto Google or we go onto Facebook or we go onto our, one of our social sites because we're like, oh, I wanted to share something with you or I wanted to tell you something. Oh, let me show it to you. And then we end up on our phones again. But either way, communication is is a, a very, very difficult problem for a lot of people. I just got off the phone with one of my clients um, and she's getting married in a couple of months. And Robin, I hope you don't mind that I'm sharing this. Uh, but she has um, she has a father that um, she grew up with that as a small child, but not as a adolescent um, to a young adult. And he had remarried um, and she is having an enormous amount of fear picking up the phone and asking him if he's going to be coming to the wedding and if he'll walk her down the aisle. Um, 
And I think about how the that particular relationship then and also the the fear that she has trying to communicate with her own father. And we shouldn't be that afraid. We should not be that afraid to be communicating at all. So right now what I want you to do is I want you to think of one person that you're having difficulties communicating with. So it could be somebody you work with. It could be somebody that you're in a relationship with. It could be your child or children. It could be your boss. Maybe it's a family member. One person that you're having difficulties communicating with. And at this point, I want you to just focus in on that one person. I want you to think about what it would be like to have a relationship with them. Uh, what it would be like to more easily communicate in a relationship with them. I want you to think about that there's no problems in the relationship and what could you be doing with that person if there wasn't this difficulty that is at play right now? Would it make it more easeful for you at work? Would it make family gatherings more enjoyable? Yeah. What would it feel like to have a great relationship with this person? Now what I want you to do is I want you to figure out what the problem is. What do you think the problem is? What do you believe is the problem? So what created the difficulty in this relationship, first of all? So really think it through. Why am I having difficulties with this particular person? If fear shows up, label it as fear, but take it one step further from that place of fear and also then be, why are you afraid of having a conversation with that person? Are they intimidating? Have you had an experience before where they made you feel bad? Um, do you just get nervous when you're ready to have that conversation? The idea behind good communication is when it's not good, both parties know. There's no surprise here. There's no guess here. There's, there's no illusion here. When communication is not at its best, both parties know. So somebody's got to be the bigger person here to be able to kind of step up and enhance the opportunity of a better communication in here. All right. Now, when you rehearsed the problem in your head, what the problem was, what the difficulty was in this particular relationship with somebody, did you point outward to them? Did you say, well, they do this or they do that? Um, they're intimidating. Um, they seem uninterested. They did something to me a while back and has haven't apologized yet. Um, if you pointed outward, I want you now to take some level of responsibility for this communication and how it's gone. I want you to think about how you can take some responsibility for this particular conversation. And I want you to point the finger back inward to you. So where is the difficulty in this, who is this difficulty with? Where's the difficulty lie? What's the situation that has you have difficulties with it? Are you blaming them for this particular difficult conversation or communication or relationship? Or are you pointing the finger back at you? And here's, here's what I want you to do. I want you to go ahead and be in denial. <laughs> it's okay. Be in denial about it. But the truth is, is when you look at yourself in the mirror there's something you can do to better communicate. So if it, was a, if it was a relationship with your boss and you wanted to be able to engage more with your boss, you wanted to be able to get a promotion um, and you're just too afraid to ask for it or ask for a raise or, or ask to participate in a particular part of uh, some project that's happening at work. Every time you have to go back and look in the mirror at yourself, you know, do you, do you take accountability for that? Do you feel bad about it? Do you say, oh, I wish I would, didn't have this struggle with communication here? But, you know, it's okay to be in denial for a little bit. And, but it's not okay to say, it's not me, it's them. It's not okay to do that. 
Because the truth is, is that it does take two people to be in a, in a good communication. It does take two people to be really effective at this. And I can tell you that uh, years, years, years of, of me practicing speaking, coaching, and training on communication, it's the same issues. A lot of times it is. It's people are afraid to speak their truth. And I'm going to define speak your truth here. In speaking your truth, it's being able to be vulnerable and say what you need to say with compassion and vulnerability, um, but say it anyway. I mean, there's, there's always an opportunity that you may risk hurting somebody's feelings or making them feel bad. But when you don't communicate at all, it's like it builds a big gorge between you. And it's much, and it keeps getting deeper and deeper and deeper. And there's no bridge that's connecting this gorge. It's better to figure out how to communicate in some way than to not communicate at all. Because by not communicating at all, the gorge is getting deeper. By communicating and even kind of like maybe even doing it unwell or, or not very well or, hey, you may screw it up, actually. It's okay to be able to do that because you can still recover from it. At least you're trying to get your truth out there. At least you're trying to make amends or build that bridge to be able to connect that part of it. You know, I, I somehow knew at a very, very early age that... I wanted to be a speaker and I wanted to be a trainer. I didn't realize that I wanted to be a radio host, but I knew that communication to some degree was very much where I wanted to be. And it started when I was five years old and I was at, uh, in kindergarten and we had a graduation and it was a full cap and gown graduation for kindergarten. And during this kindergarten graduation, I had been asked to speak. So I knew that I was going to be going up to a microphone and speaking. And I remembered being very scared and seeing all the people out there. Um, and it was just a short sentence that I said I wasn't up there doing a you know big, long speech or anything like that. But I do remember going up to the microphone and being able to... Um, in going up to the microphone and being able to say, I want to work hard um, just like I want to grow up and work hard just like my daddy and carry a briefcase. But I wasn't so much what I said. It was what I felt in that moment. I remembered feeling powerful in that moment when I heard my voice go through that microphone and shoot out into that crowd of people. And I remember thinking, how amazing that was. And the reason why it was so amazing for me to be able to have that understanding and to be able to feel that moment of, of complete, complete satisfaction, I would say, was because shortly before that, when I was five years old, I was sexually assaulted by a neighbor. And I remembered thinking I didn't have a voice. And I became very shy and very withdrawn um, and very afraid to speak to strangers, very concerned about, am I going to say the wrong thing? Am I going to make the wrong decision? I, I, I capitalized on that experience of saying that, you know, I'm stupid. I'm not very smart because I ended up in a situation where I, I knew that, you know, this particular neighbor was not a good person, but I kind of, I beat myself up at five years old for making the wrong decision by walking in front of his house one day. And from that point on, there was this, there was this feeling of not having a voice, this feeling of not being able to speak or scream or say no or stop it, even though I know I said all of those things. And when I got in front of that microphone and I heard my voice out there, I thought, okay, so I need a microphone to have a voice. So it's no wonder that I grew up being a speaker and a radio host because it just kind of fulfilled that amazing prophecy of, of giving me that opportunity to be able to speak, be able to connect with other people, to be able to overcome the fear that I had of talking to strangers. And, you know, listen, I talk to strangers all day long. Um, and I, I, I have a lot of satisfaction in being able to connect with people when I'm not connected. I am at my worst when I'm connected to people. I feel prosperous. I feel powerful. I feel, I, I feel joy when I'm connecting with people. So in poor communications that we're having, 
I want you to think about it from a place of you can't keep pointing the finger out on what's happening to other people. And to be able to revert that and look back at yourself and say, what have I contributed to this relationship that's difficult? How can I communicate better or share with this person what I want to share in order to either prosper the relationship to a new place and or let the relationship dissolve. We don't have to fix every relationship. We don't have to have every relationship be perfect. We do, however, we do, however, have to be able to make sure that we're doing everything we can to be responsible for communicating the best that we can. And especially for those of us that are parents, we are teaching our children how to communicate. And they're going out into that big world um, and they're actually uh, they're they're actually trying to communicate based on how we communicate and what we've taught them and what they've seen and been shown as effective communication. So you we we got to be really ultra responsible to be able to do that. All right, so we're going to take a quick break here. And when we come back, I'm going to share with you the three C's of communication, the the opportunity to be effective, but also to be liked. So stay with us. We'll be right back. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com Are you looking to uncover your authentic self? Looking to improve your communication, selling, or public speaking skills? Discover Naked Audience Productions trainings on public speaking, leadership, sales, and healing. Mastering the art of authentic communications can change your life in many ways. From promotions to profits to enhancing any relationship, whether it's business or personal, finding and speaking your naked truth is a beautiful thing. Visit www.napevents.com or call 877-319-2403. That's napevents.com or 877-319-2403. If you are interested in real estate in America's largest city or anywhere, be sure to listen for Good Morning New York Real Estate with Vince Rocco. Although our focus is on Manhattan and other real estate markets in and around New York City, we'll have plenty of information that will help you successfully buy, sell, and close a transaction no matter where you are in the world. Good Morning New York Real Estate with Vince Rocco can be heard every Tuesday at 9 a.m. in New York, 6 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Your favorite Voice America Talk Radio Network shows and hosts are in your car, outdoors, and wherever you need them to be. Listen anywhere. Get our mobile app for iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android at the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. Stimulating talk gets those synapses in the brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one Internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com. You are listening to Beauty Inside and Out with Bonnie Bonadeo. If you have a question or comment about our show, please send an email to bonnie at bonniebonadeo.com. That's bonnie at bonniebonadeo.com. Now back to Beauty Inside and Out. Welcome back, everybody. This is Beauty Inside and Out Radio. I am your host, Bonnie Bonadeo. Today, the guest is me. And I'm talking about communication. And I felt that this was a pretty good topic to be able to bring to the radio show because I wanted to be able to not only share my story that I just shared in the last segment, but I wanted to be able to let you know that by design, those areas that we're kind of evolve to be better at present themselves to us. And we can't be afraid of those opportunities to be put in those situations of overcoming the fear of being able to communicate If you're afraid to communicate effectively, speak your truth, you know, go into a conflict resolution conversation. And I say conflict resolution because you always want to be able to solve those conflict conversations. Sometimes the, the questions that my clients always ask me is, where do I start? How do I start to open up that communication to be able to do that? So, but before we go there and I answer that question, let's talk about how communication is defined here. Now, most of the time, communication is an epic fail. 
And here's where the epic failure starts in the actual definition of communication. So here's the here's one uh, definition of communication: the act or process of using words, signs, sounds, signs, behaviors, or ex- to express or exchange information, or to express ideas, thoughts, and feelings. Now I highlighted that particular piece there to express your ideas, thoughts, or feelings, because I want you to think about communication as more of a feeling than the words or the tone. More of a feeling than the words or the tone that you use. How does it feel to be saying what you're doing? How does it feel for the other person to be hearing what you're saying? And then, of course, it goes on to say a message that is given to someone else, a letter, a telephone call, communication, a way of sending information by using technology. So great. There's that's a fairly decent uh, definition. Here's another one, a two way process of reaching a mutual understanding in which participants not only exchange information, news and ideas and feelings, but also create a shared meaning in communication. It is the means of connecting people or places. I love that part of it. There is the means of connecting people. So if your communication is not connecting you to people, then maybe there's an opportunity for you to be able to look at your communication style. If it is connecting with people, then you're making a positive impact on the other people. And then, of course, this this is a final definition here, and it's crazy. Communication definition, the act or process of communicating, a fact of being communicated. How is it that you can have the word communication and they use the word communicated and communicating as part of the definition? It makes it very, very difficult to be able to... uh, (laughs) to be able to decide what really is communication. So here's my definition of communication, to acknowledge and be acknowledged, to listen and be listened to, to understand and be understood, to acknowledge and be acknowledged, to listen and be listened to, to understand and be understood. There's beauty in that definition right there that I created, partly because What's missing in any of those definitions of communication is acknowledgement and being listened to. You know, we can speak all day long. And if nobody's listening, like me, I'm just talking into a microphone right now, and I don't know if anybody's listening, but I'm I'm going to trust that you guys are listening out there. And listening also means to be acknowledging. So here's here's a sense of acknowledgement that you can do for me. When you've listened to this show, I want you to go on my Facebook page and it's Beauty Inside and Out Show. And I want you to pop a message on there and just say, I'm listening. I heard you. I'm acknowledging you. I loved your show. I listened to your show. I want more of these kind of shows. I want to be a guest on your show. How can I sponsor and advertise on your show? Any of those things would be a beautiful thing to be able to do in order to get a sense of acknowledgement. And you can also, uh, if you want to join my group, my Facebook group, it's Beauty Inside and Out Radio on Facebook, Beauty Inside and Out Radio. And you can jump on there. I'll add you to the group and we'll start communicating and I'll share more of this type of training and learning to be able to support you in being a great communicator as well. And if you want to be a guest, please let me know. I'd love to have you on the show as well. So here it is again, to acknowledge and be acknowledged, to listen and be listened to, to understand and be understood. Yeah, we're very good at speaking and not as good at listening. So if we improved our listening skills, our communication skills would definitely be increased. And we definitely have better communication. So here's the three C's of communication. The first one is curiosity. The second one is compassion. And the third one is connection. And we're going to talk about all of those in this segment here. So stay with us as we progress on to this. So let's let's take on the very first one here. Curiosity. What I find in most conflict resolution that I have, and most of the time when I'm talking with some of my clients, is they're not curious enough about why the communication is difficult, fearful, or went bad. They're not curious enough. And usually if you're not curious, 
then what you are is assumptive. So you could be assuming you know what the situation is. You could be assuming you know what the problem is. You could be assuming of how they're going to respond or reply to the communication. You could be assuming that they don't want to hear what you have to say. You could be assuming a lot of different things, and you know the definition of that. You, assuming is you make an ass of you and me. So here's the idea behind being curious. If you know for fact the answers, then continue to ask yourself the questions. So being curious in a conversation means asking more questions to be able to create more clarity instead of making statements, instead of making statements. Now, what's the difference between a question and a statement? Well, they both end in a question mark based on how they've been shared and stated. But the difference is, is that a statement you already know the answer to. In a statement, you already know the answer. And in a question, you don't know the answer. So there's a level of curiosity to that. So when you ask questions, even if it's a yes or no question, a closed-end question, an open-ended question, or what I call an open information question, a question where you're building a story into it and then ask the question to be able to engage or connect with people a little bit more. When you're asking questions and you don't know the answer, the only way that you're going to know the answer is if they answer it. The only way that you're going to know the answer is if they answer it. And at that moment that they answer it, you could say, oh, I knew that's what they were going to say. Or you could say, hmm, that's interesting. I wasn't expecting that as an answer. Either way, you've created an opportunity. Anytime you ask a question where you're curious by nature and they answer the question, you've created your first opportunity to connect and to be able to engage, to connect and be able to engage. So curiosity is looking within the soul and asking yourself the questions and then asking questions of others. So looking within, asking yourself the questions, and then asking questions of others. So let's say that you have a problem at work and you want to be able to kind of do some resolution. You're not getting along with one of your fellow uh, co-workers. And you're thinking, I want this resolved. We're, we spend all this time together every day and I don't want to keep feeling weird or awkward or bad every time I go into work. It's uncomfortable, right? So there's this part where it's uncomfortable and somehow we seem to want to stay in that uncomfortability but instead of having the courageous opportunity to be able to connect and um, reestablish a new relationship here. So then you might want to just be able to ask yourself these questions. Why am I uncomfortable with this person? Why is it hard for me to have, have this, be able to have more of an honest communication with them or an honest conversation with them? What can I do to be able to improve our relationship? How do I go about be, taking the first step to be able to resolve this awkward relationship? And when you can answer all of those questions, and because you have the answers to all of that, then you can go to that person and just say, I noticed that things have been weird lately. I don't know if you feel it, but I certainly feel it. And I just wanted to open up the opportunity for us to be able to have a better conversation. I, I really admire the work that you do. And I want to make sure that it's that we can, you know, prosper together here in this space and be able to do what we need to do and make it more easeful. Now, you may not have to say all of that, but that's kind of the gist of what you'd like to communicate. The most important thing you want to be able to do is to just create an opportunity to be able to converse with them and ask a question to where they engage back with you. And then it creates an opportunity to support you in being less fearful of having those type of conversations. All right, so let's get curious with maybe a conversation that you are having with a maybe in business and you have a client or a patient, whatever your role is that you have, um, one of your customers, and things are not going well in this. Let's say somebody has a complaint about the product or service that you're offering. A lot of times we go right into defensive mode with our answers. 
So if somebody said, you know, I, I, I'm not happy with the way that you've done my hair, um, can you fix it? Or depending on how they say it, it can, you can take offense to that. So there could be an opportunity where you're thinking, they said they loved their hair when they walked out the door. Why would they have a concern now? Um, what happened to it since I did it? Maybe it's not my fault. And what's happening is you're going into defensive mode and then the communication is going to go really wrong. So they, they stated that they're not happy with their hair and they're wondering if you can fix it. The first thing that you want to be able to do, and this applies to the curious part, but also applies to the number two here. So I'm going to go to number two is compassion. This applies right here to compassion. Compassion is a form of acknowledgement. It's a form of feeling heard. So the first thing you have to do when somebody says, I'm not happy with my hair and I want you to fix it, or can you fix it, or would you fix it, however they say it, I want you to first say, thank you for reaching out to me. I want you to put yourself in their shoes. They may not be blaming you for their hair situation. They might actually just be thinking, oh, I know I, I said this, but this is really isn't what I wanted. Or I thought I'd try something, but it's not working for me at this point. And really what they're doing is they're feeling uncomfortable to be able to do that. But they took the opportunity to do that. And so the first thing that you need to do is to be able to acknowledge them. And acknowledging them is a form of compassion. Acknowledging them is a form of compassion. It also is going to prevent the communication from escalating out of control. So if you say, thank you for reaching out to me, then you can ask the question. Here would be the curious question. Can you share with me what is it you don't like about your hair right now? And then you have the answer. You wait for them to reply and you have the answer. And when they've replied with whatever that concern is, you absolutely positively acknowledge them again with compassion. So you could say, oh, I understand. Um, why, don't we, why don't we look at scheduling another appointment to be able to review it? And I'm happy to, I'm happy to make you blonder, fix it, cut it shorter, blend it more, whatever the, whatever the issue is, okay? When people feel heard, you have connection. When people feel heard, you absolutely have connection. So let's talk a little bit more about compassion in this moment right here too. Compassion is a way of putting yourself in their shoes and having an understanding of how to be able to support the conversation without taking it personally. Now, I'm going to put a caveat there to that personal piece. Everything's personal. The, because as humans, because we feel before we think, we have emotion before we have thought, everything is personal. When we feel bad, when we feel pointed out or, or different, um, when we feel not accepted or not worthy or not valued, any of those things, not appreciated, when we feel any of those things, then compassion is not present. So we have to be able to put ourselves in the shoes of the other person and think, how are they feeling right now? That took a lot of courage for them to send me this message and tell me that they're not happy with their hair. And I have to actively listen to what the situation is because I don't know really what it is that they don't like about their hair. I don't know exactly what it is that they don't like about their hair. And I'm sorry, I'm using a hair example here for this. And in that, in that, in that moment, if you don't know the answer or what they don't like about it, you have to be curious. And then when you're curious and you add compassion to the formula, they're willing to share with you what it is. And I promise when you do those two things, they'll share in a way that says, I know it's probably my fault. I didn't tell you. I did tell you that I didn't want to go as light or I did tell you this. So I'm, but I am wondering if you'll be able to fix it for me. They might take some of the own, their own responsibility and accountability for the service or the, or the situation not going as perfect as it could have. 
So I want you to think about that. I want you to think about one of your last communications before we take this next break. I want you to think about a communication that didn't go so well. And I want you to think, one, were you curious? And two, was there compassion present in that communication? All right, we're going to take a quick break. Uh, Again, here's my Facebook page, Beauty Inside and Out Show. My Facebook group, Beauty Inside and Out Radio. You can follow me on Instagram, Beauty Inside and Out, or Twitter, Beauty In and Out Show. Thank you, you guys, uh, for joining me today. But stay with us because we have one more C to be able to share with you on how you can be a more beautiful and effective communicator. Stay tuned. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. Are you looking to uncover your authentic self? Looking to improve your communication, selling, or public speaking skills? Discover Naked Audience Productions trainings on public speaking, leadership, sales, and healing. Mastering the art of authentic communications can change your life in many ways. From promotions to profits to enhancing any relationship, whether it's business or personal, finding and speaking your naked truth is a beautiful thing. Visit www.napevents.com or call 877-319-2403. That's napevents.com or 877-319-2403. Think of the world 50 years ago. Now think of this same world and how it'll be 50 years from now. Did you know that if the world's population continues to grow at its current rate, our children and grandchildren will only have 25% of the resources per capita that our parents and grandparents had? We must preserve the foundation of a quality standard of living. That foundation starts with Go Green Radio. Join your host, Jill Buck, for Go Green Radio every Friday at noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific on Voice America. Have you become a member yet? Sign up now to become a member of Voice America. It's always free and easy. Plus, you get to take advantage of some great member benefits. Get unlimited access to millions of hours of on-demand content across all of our channels. Keep track of your favorite episodes, shows, and hosts in your own customizable library. Find out what shows you might be interested in based on your favorites. Plus, you get insider access with our newsletter. Membership gives you more. Sign up at voiceamerica.com and click register at the top right. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com You are listening to Beauty Inside and Out with Bonnie Bonadeo. If you have a question or comment about our show, please send an email to Bonnie at BonnieBonadeo.com. That's Bonnie at BonnieBonadeo.com. Now back to Beauty Inside and Out. Hey, welcome back everybody to Beauty Inside and Out. Uh, I'm your host, Bonnie Bonadeo, and today's show is about the three C's of effective communication. And the reason why I decided to do this show today is because I think people really struggle with communications. I think people... Uh, I think the divorce rates wouldn't be where they're at if we were better communicators. I think the political landscape of what's going on out there in the world um, would be so much more prosperous for all of us as as uh, you know as citizens um, if there was better communication, if there was more curiosity and more compassion. And those were the first. Uh, two C's that we talked about here. So the first one was curiosity. How curious are you in the communications that you have? When you're blaming other people or when you're assuming you already have all the answers and you're not actively listening, there's a good chance the communication is going to go bad. And the beauty of being able to have great communication with another is to be able to know that you can be vulnerable speak your truth and have a voice and be able to have a voice kind of like what I shared when, you know, when I was sharing, um, on the, on the break there that I wasn't always a good listener. I wasn't, um, I wasn't active in asking the right questions to create clarity. I feared asking for help for anybody because I thought if I don't know this, then people are going to deem me as dumb or stupid. 
And I didn't want people to think that I was dumb or stupid because, you know, that went back to my my story as a five-year-old little girl being in the wrong place at the wrong time. And I was doing everything I could to mask or overcome that feeling of not being smart enough and making good decisions. So when I became an adult, I thought, oh, I I just need to make good decisions and not ask people for help, but prove to people that I'm smart, prove to them that I'm smart. And in all of these years that I spent proving to people that I was smart, I was not being very connected in my communications. I knew immediately that I was a, a good speaker. I had an opportunity to speak at young, a very young age um, in speech class and in programs that I did. I became an educator early on in my career. Um, so my entire job was being able to speak and teach to other people. I always, I think even at a young age, I desired being a teacher, um, but not a formal teacher like, you know, kindergarten teacher or, or academic type of teacher like that. But I knew that I had something to share and that I wanted to be able to teach. And I always got compliments on my speaking skills. And as I continued to get compliments on my speaking skills, it was really, what what do I want to share with people? How do I want to be more effective with them? And I realized that a lot of my skill set got connected to leadership qualities. And I was on a mission to be a really good leader based on being able to be an effective communicator. And listen, I had my had my hardships. I failed, I failed, I failed many times in leadership positions um, where I didn't do a good job, where I was truly ineffective um, based on the opportunities to be able to connect with my my boss, my peers. I was still intimidated by bosses through this, but you know what? Most of it I figured out how to get through. And it and it really started with first being curious and second trying to be compassionate. So let's talk a little bit more about compassion here. So compassion is also what don't you know about the situation, the circumstance, and the person? Because this is again where you're making assumptions. Okay. I'm making assumptions, and, and I like this little, this little meme here. It says, don't judge people. You never know what kind of battle they're fighting at the time. A lot of times when we look at communication and how it started, it was based on where we grew up. We watched our parents, our siblings, our family, the people that we were connected with while we were growing up. We watched how they communicated, and then that, that became our means for being able to communicate as well. Good, bad, or indifferent, it really didn't matter. But we gained our communication skills from that. As we got older and started going out into our own lives and the work life, we brought all of those types of communication styles and skills into the workplace. So now you can look at a work environment and be able to determine why there are so many difficulties (laughs) in big corporations based on communication. Because everybody's coming with a different style and a different filter into the into the workforce and into a particular communication. I know that they did a survey and they 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 surveyed 10,000 employees that worked for Fortune 500 companies and they asked the they asked the employees the following thing. Have you ever left a job before? Most of them said yes. What was the reason you left the job? The majority of them said they didn't like the leadership or the manager. They left because of the manager. When the answer was leadership or manager, they took it one step further and they said, what was the reason that you didn't, that you left because of the leadership or the management? And the number one reason was, is because they didn't feel that they were communicating effectively to the team or the staff or the company. So I know leaders make big assumptions. And I was on a, a webinar this week, doing a webinar this week. And one of the responses, replies that came back on the webinar was that, it's like 90% of leaders think they're doing a good job of communicating. 93% of leaders think they're doing a good job of communicating. And 7% of employees or team or staff think that leadership is doing a good job of communicating. So thank you, Tom Kuhn, for that. That is that, And that's staggering numbers. That's staggering numbers. How can you have such a discrepancy between I'm a great communicator and then people don't feel that they're being communicated to? And I'm not sure that that gap is ever going to kind of like balance out completely. We can certainly narrow it. Um, It doesn't have to be as vast as that. But 
there's always going to be issues because we have different beliefs. We have different filters we're listening through. We have different circumstances and life experiences that have happened to us that have left us believing in a particular way of being communicated. So think about it. Here's a, here's a really good question you could be curious about. What don't you know about the situation, the circumstance, and the person? And that should then formulate itself right into a question. And if you don't have the answer to it, ask the question. Ask the question. The ultimate goal of communication is our C number three is to be able to have connection with another. As human beings, we would not survive without connection. You know, I ended up moving here to Atlanta, Georgia, and I'm kind of in, uh, I'm outside the, uh, outside the perimeter here a little bit. And I'm in this area right off of the river. So there's a lot of trees and a lot of wildlife. We have deers roaming around here and squirrels and turtles and uh, you name it, frogs, you name it. And I always think they have their own way of communicating. I hear the frogs chirping at night. You know, I barely hear the sound of a deer, but, you know, there's there's always an opportunity to be able to know that they have their own ways of communicating. And how they communicate is based on being able to take care of each other, based on protecting each other. Um, and in that level of connection, it's instinctual for them to protect themselves and protect another. And then also, it's instinctual for them to be able to reproduce. Well, I think as human beings, we have that one down. But the other part of it, the instinctual part of knowing is within. It comes from that place of curiosity that we first talked about. If we're not curious, we're not tapping into the inter, inner part of us, the, the intuitive part of us as a human being, because we do already know the answers. We already know the answers. And we're so busy looking out or blaming out to be able to prove ourselves right that we're not tapping into the inside to be able to get the truth or the real answers that are in there. And when we're blaming out and our need to be right is so strong, then what that means is that for every time that I'm right, the other person has to be wrong. Every time I'm right, the other person has to be wrong. And that in itself is creating really poor communication. So let's talk about connection. If the ultimate goal of communicating is to be able to connect with each other, then connection happens based on that feeling. It's based on a feeling. Now, somebody could say something to you that offends you, but you can recover from it. And if it does offend you, you have the opportunity to be able to communicate back and say, I, I'm not sure how you meant that and I took it wrong. Um, and maybe it wasn't intentional, but I just want to let you know I feel bad about that communication. There isn't anything wrong with being able to do that. A lot of times people say, oh, ignore it, let it go. But I do believe this one. Sometimes if you ignore it or just, you know, people tell you to let it go, it doesn't go anywhere. It festers inside you. And if you've heard it more than a couple times, it starts to become a belief system in us, an absolute belief system. I'm a big proponent of being able to, if something happens and it doesn't feel good, if it's not urgent or you're in any form of danger or anybody else is in any form of danger, that it's okay to sleep on it. It's okay to sleep on it. Because what happens when a form of connection goes bad is that a part of our brain triggers a response system. The amygdala part of our brain triggers a response system that says, you are in danger, girl. And when it says that you're in danger, you get that heightened awareness of, of what we call a hijack. And the cortisol kind of like starts working up into your system. And then it sends a signal to your brain that says, fight, flight, or freeze. Fight, flight, or freeze. And whatever that go-to behavior is that you're more comfortable with, like I'm more of a fighter, not a freezer, and not a fleer. I'm more of like, all right, bring it on then that's the feeling you're going to get. And any one of those, those fight, flight, or freeze, any one of those three that you get or that is kind of a go-to um, uh, type of situation when you don't feel safe is going to affect the ability to communicate well. So if you're a fighter, 
fighting to get to better communication is not going to work. If you are a fleer and you're running away from the communication, it is not going to work. If you are a freezer and you just totally freeze up like deer in the headlights in regards to your communication and you don't say anything, your communication is not going to work. Yeah. So connection happens when you are compassionate and curious. And connection happens when you feel good about the exchange of information, when you feel good about the exchange of information. So it's not about what you see. It's not even about what you say, but it is about how you feel. And connection is being heard, feeling safe, and allowing that process to happen, allowing effective communications to happen. Now, I see people posting on um, Facebook and social media sites, and a lot of times they're, they're looking for advice. And it's funny. People are really good to want to give advice. But I want you to be careful about the type of advice if you're a recipient of giving advice or if you're asking the question. I want you to, instead of listening to what other people are telling you what to do, I want you to step back and I want you to go back inside of yourself and say, what is the best thing that I can do right now? What would be the most courageous thing that I can do right now? Because you do know the answer to that most of the time. And so it's really about applying curiosity, compassion, and connection to be able to see the outcome and the impact that this style of communication can do for you. Not just one time, but every time. So I'm going to leave you with some of my famous quotes here that I just love in regards to communication. So this one's from George Bernard Shaw. The single biggest problem in communication is the illusion that it's taken place. Or what about this one? Most people do not listen with intent they, to understand. They listen with the intent to reply. Oh, that is so true. And how about this one? No matter what job you have in life, your success will be determined 5% by your academic skill set. 15% by your technical or professional skill sets, 80% by your communication skills. So if your life is not going well, I invite you to be able to look at a new way of trying to communicate, a new way of tapping into being able to be more connected to other people. That level of curiosity, that level of compassion, that level of connection. All of those are going to make you a much more beautiful communicator. It's going to give you the confidence that you're going to need, and it's going to support you in being able to courageously ask for what you want in life, because this is it. If you're afraid to be able to have those difficult conversations or ask for what you want, then I promise you, you're not going to get them. And I want you to be beautiful, and I want you to be bold in the way that you communicate. So I want to thank you for joining us today. And stay tuned, because next week we are going to have a really great guest on. He's another coach like I am. Um, he was a pastor, minister for 17 years. Uh, and I think you're really going to enjoy him. So stay with us next week. And remember to follow me on social media. Acknowledge and connect with me on social media. Let me know that you're hearing the messages and that you want to be more uh, compassionate and curious and that you want to have a beautiful life as well. And as always, remember to be you in beauty. Thanks for being with us. Thank you for listening to Beauty Inside and Out. Please join your host, Bonnie Bonadeo, again next Thursday afternoon at 5 p.m. Eastern Time, 2 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Have a great week.